Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Strip Search, the comic strip podcast with Peter Chianka, that's me, and my partner, Dave London. We have something very special today. We have our very first remote live podcast, which we are taping at the Boston Kids Comics Fest, which took place Saturday, April 28th in Jamaica Plain, and it was a spectacular event. I'm talking to you after the fact, recording this introduction, to just let you know we were there with our mics and um, a slew of guests who are sitting down talking to us about why they were there, about comic books, graphic novels, comic strips, about being an aspiring cartoonist. We talked to some young people who were very animate about uh, the importance of comics and comics art. So it was a, a great day, and we have a lot of audio to share with you. Some of it, um, <laughs> we had a few technical difficulties, this being our very first live remote. So you may have to turn up your volume a little bit, especially uh, towards the end when we spotlight some remote sound that we uh, took walking around the very loud hall. But I think it's all listenable and all understandable. So uh, stay tuned and take that in. I think you're really going to enjoy uh, hearing what the folks had to say to me and my partner, Dave London. Um, first, I wanted to mention, before we get into that, uh, that Comic Strip Cartoonist Magazine, one of our partners in crime, uh, has its new issue out, and it is uh, spectacular as always. You could find out about that at comicartspress.com or on our website, peevescomic.com slash podcast. But without further ado, I would now like to take you to the Boston Kids Comics Fest. Stay tuned. The noise you hear in the background is in fact the very large crowd at the Boston Kids Comics Fest. So, Pete and I will be interviewing various cartoonists and other exhibitors who will be coming by our table, and we will describe for you... Uh, who they are and what they're doing and uh, bring you to this exhibit as best we can through our podcast. That's right. All right have a seat, Dave. Hello, everyone. Um, this is just an unbelievable event we have here. We interviewed um, a few weeks ago Jonathan Todd, who will probably be by. He's a local cartoonist and illustrator. Um, and about this, planning this event, which is the first one ever, and as you can tell by the uh, by the noise in the background, it is a huge success. People, I mean, this is unbelievable. There must be eighty thousand people here. <laughs> okay, well, give or take, give or take. But uh, no, this is on. Yeah, we we are very uh, happy to see the success of this event, and it's and it's geared to kids six and up. I think is sort of. The... Um. Yes, yeah, six to six to twelve. You know, in terms of the content, but they also want educators. They want parents here, um, and you know, it's it's just looking like a lot of fun. And we're going to take a look around and, and bring our uh, equipment around so you can get some sound and get some um, some uh, pictures if you're watching us on Facebook Live um, to sort of see how it's going. But um, this is like you know, whenever we were kids, I don't just remember anything like this. 
No, back in the Stone Age, I, I don't think <laughs> uh, we had things. We had Star Trek conventions, I think. The, yeah, I didn't go to any of the Star Trek well, conventions you did as a kid. Well, we okay. was, but I was a grown man. That's okay. a completely different story. When I was a kid, we had we had nothing. I had, I mean, my my father brought us to. Uh, oh, I see. Wait, I see two special guests who just came in. Uh, come over here and tell Dave your name and yeah, your. Yeah, you guys could share this that. This is the microphone here. right here. Okay. So just because of the sound in the room, Ooh. we're gonna uh, have you guys sit. Okay, so. Tell us who you are, your name? Uh, my name's Rosemary. Hi, Rosemary. I'm Ileana. And where are you guys from? We're from Maiden. Okay, and what brought you to this town of Maiden? Um, so it's Maiden. Um, we've done this play, and we've done this like comedy class, I guess they were called class, at the Bacon Library in Maiden, and they're like two years. I think this might help. Yeah. You can do a song if you want too. You want to do a song? No? Alright, fine. And because our comics are in the. Are, so it's like a. Like we have like different volumes. So first, yeah, like all. Do you have a sample? Do you bring it? Um, Rosemary does. You gotta pull it out and show yeah. us. So basically, so basically, can you hold it for me? So basically, we we take about uh, so we take it for September, October, November, December, January, February, so about eight months, and we um, came up with ideas, and um, our teacher taught us how to draw, and. So what I'm I'm just going to describe for the listeners, so what I'm looking at is a magazine called Crazy Comics Volume 2, which is excellent, it's fantastic. The cover and the uh, pages are in color, and there are a bunch of comic strips. And So, Rosemary, this is yours, right, on page 30? So, I'm going to flip to that one. So, uh, homework, lucky yeah. them. Um, You're talking about school homework? Yes. That, that takes up time. What grade yes. are you uh, seven. seven, so okay. 13. Oh, there's a lot of work in seventh grade. Yes. <laughs> Apparently, there's the most work in seventh grade, so, you know, that's great. <laughs> And, um, College is easier, don't worry. Oh, really? Oh, thank you. That's inspirational. Um, so, we, I was kind of like, kind of stuck, and I had I had to do this in like a week, I think, but... What is it, like dark? Yeah. Dystopian. Oh like dystopian and like action. Ooh, I like dystopian. Together. Like, uh, give me like a dystopian TV show you like. What's something you guys watch? Um... Everybody in our grade watches Stranger Things. <laughs> oh yeah, Stranger Things. Yup. I, I don't watch it, but I read a lot of. Um, but like, I'm I'm in the middle of reading like um like I just started reading um Pet Cemetery by Stephen King. Okay, well there you go. Oh, okay. That's super scary. Yeah, that is. That's I, I, I like horror. That's dark stuff. <laughs> okay, did, I you read, did you read it? No. Okay. I'm I, I'm in it. Right. I'm probably I probably read That's a good one. I don't too. like watching horror movies because you know that. It's like locked into my brain, but I like reading scares. Yeah. What do you like reading? Uh, it's not like really dystopian. I have to go to Japan. Probably yeah. not. Um, even I know. I'm not a man of maniac, but I still know it. Um, I don't know. What are some of the classics? What? I'm, I'm a total weeaboo. <laughs> yes, you're a weeaboo. I'm not a weeaboo. I'm just Japanese already. Um, what are some classics? You love Adventure Time. <clears throat> Adventure Time? 
Yeah. I think the yep. vineyard part of the yeah. yeah. Oh, so you were looking through it. It's like, oh my god, I want this, that, this, that. Yep. What are like other ones that are like classics? Um. Oh, didn't you have an obsession over um? What was it? What was it called? Like last year, you were obsessed with something. Um. It's a graphic novel you were reading for the whole okay, well, time. Let's do this. We'll, we'll, we won't hold you. Do you guys oh, think about it? Swing. Amulet. Well, uh, that's a good one. We'll give you guys time to walk around, check out some other things, yes. and any workshops you guys want to go to. Feel free to swing by later. Okay. And if you come up with any ideas, let us know. Thank I you. appreciate, we both appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Thank you. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of. Uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we are we are back with uh, Zachary Clementi, our one of our many guests we're having here today at the Boston Kids Comic Fest. Um, and as you could hear, it's a lively uh, it's a lively atmosphere here. People are literally streaming in through the front door. I don't know. That's probably not the right use of literally. Streaming, kind of, the beaming. I don't know. They're, coming in. They're, they're, they're definitely walking, walking in. Yeah, they're walking in. In large, large numbers. Yeah. So Zachary, tell us about what you're doing here. Sure. So um, I was brought on by Jonathan to be part of the organizational committee a couple months ago to do mostly programming. So I'm a programs coordinator, uh, putting the panels together, organizing them, make sure they run. Um, he picked me up because I help run MICE, which is a Massachusetts Independent Comics Expo, oh, sure, yeah. which is kind of like the, the big brother or big sister to this show. Um, actually, a number of the committee are here. Dan Mazur, Shelley Paraline, they're within spitting distance of us right now, and they're part of the committee as well, as is Jordan Stillman. So a bunch of us are here. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really, you know, that's sort of what I'm here for. Mostly I've been gophering around, making sure everyone's good, making sure everyone's eating and drinking, because a lot of people haven't done a show like this before, so they need to, yeah. like, they sort of don't know what it's, it's like to be... Oh, okay, yeah, drinking water, you stay, know, staying, stay, hydrated, stay hydrated, stay hydrated, stay hydrated, stay, like, you know, make sure they're snacking, make sure they're eating, all that good stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's been a really wonderful turnout. We weren't sure what to expect. Like, you know, I've never done a show in JP, like, we marketed very specifically to, like, sc- like schools and libraries, we weren't sure how that would work. It's been great, obviously. Like, really, really good. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's terrific. And you got a nice day, probably the first one oh, all it's month. A, it's a beautiful day, like, you know. Dear listener at home, it's a gorgeous day out. It's really nice. Yeah. Right, so since since we're doing cartooning podcast, sure, sure. I always have to ask people yeah. some of their favorite. This is ma- this manga called uh, Bride Story. Really wonderful. It takes place in 19th century Silk Road, West, like sort of like Western Asia, Russia border. Um, she has like some of the most impressive uh, inking I've ever seen. Like it's really luscious, really really gorgeous stuff. She basically saw. Um, she loves period piece stuff. She did uh, sort of Victorian era. Um, dramas before and then she saw some really intricately designed um handcrafted like rugs and um tapestries from that era and she's like oh that's really hard to draw i'm gonna do a lot of that <laughs> and it stuck with it and it's been really wonderful it follows a bunch of really great storylines it's a really great sort of like slightly older ya book but it's a good like the first three volumes are great for kids who are like 14, and then as they get older with the series, they get sort of more challenged. It sort of matures, matures with it them. matures with them. Yeah, yeah. it's a really excellent read. I, I, I love her work. Like I've gone on YouTube and found she'll do like traditional 
pencils to inks to like zip a tone. She'll actually like cut it out, put it on, and start scraping. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, most manga now uses digital or they sort of like have workarounds, but she goes whole hog. Yeah, old school. It's amazing. And she's like not even that old, so it's cool that she's respecting she's that. She's not old like us. <laughs> I think she started that potato. Yeah, but no, but like, um, you know, it's it's cool seeing her sort of flex on that, and I, it's, um, yeah, it'd be cool to ever get her out to the North America. So she's where? She's in Japan. Okay. Yeah, she's yeah, she's Japanese. Yeah, I mean, and like yeah. you say, it's great for that that age level. We've talked to a lot of the cartoonists and illustrators. Yeah. We've talked to we've talked about sort of reluctant readers, mm. particularly boys. Oh yeah. Where you know maybe they're not into reading a full novel. Sure, you know, like sure, yeah. That, you know, when they're in their early teens or, or even a little bit younger yeah. but this is something that'll attract them and you know mm-hmm. really you know sort of start yeah. them on a path to reading that's honestly where I've had a lot of luck like I have uh, cousins who are younger or like nephews who are younger and like maybe they're 14, 15 they're really into certain sports mm-hmm. and there's a lot of sports manga out there so one of my cousins Dylan's super into basketball wasn't reading at all and I bought him the first few volumes of Slam Dunk which is a classic 80s to 90s uh, basketball manga and he devoured it mm. and he's like begging for more thankfully it's long so I can <laughs> I can <laughs> dole it out over years yeah. um, Actually, my kids yeah. love manga I, they'll be here and I can ask them but they've been reading some series oh cool on and on, and I oh I'm sure there's plenty of them yeah. <laughs> they, they, they tend to go real long yeah yeah, yeah. 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 but another um, cartoonist I'm really into uh, more contemporary and uh, in the west uh, um, this woman by the name Rosemary Valero O'Connell she's a friend of mine um, and recently, she's Eisner nominated for this book. There's a, a book that came out from an uh, indie publisher in the UK called Shortbox, uh, called What Is Left, and it's a gorgeous, gorgeous, 24-page uh, full-color um, illustrated short, and it is just lusciously well done. It follows this really excellent sci-fi conceit, but it really goes into the humanity side of it, um, and really focuses down on personal experience. It's you don't have it here. With you. No, I don't. It's at home. I accidentally have two copies. Um, we had her at MICE last year. She was an exhibitor, and I run this program there called the Cartoonarium, which we have like hour-long um, sort of drawing sessions. People can ask them questions, and I'll do little interviews with them while I'm at it. And Rosemary's was great. She was just doing like a head sketch, but uh, her approach to um, finding uh, people through cartooning, finding like they doing just like even if it's just doing like a, a three-quarters like like bust. It's like excavation watching her work. It's really incredible. It's very, very careful, very detailed, very loving. And yeah. I, I really love her work for that. Yeah. Um, she has a first, second book coming out with uh, Marco Tamaki. Um, uh, I think next year called uh, Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me. So keep keep your eyes out for that one. I like the title. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's very evocative. Yeah. It's going to be cool. I'm, I, I love her work dearly. And Excellent. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so not much yet. Um, I've done a few self-published shorts um, uh, that have been like people have liked them, but I've never really spent the time and effort to really try to push them hard. Um, I will actually be tabling for my own work for the first time this year, um, so I'm excited about that. Uh, and I'm working on like Give yourself a club. What are you <laughs> so I'll be I'll be at, I'll be at Thought Bubble in Leeds, UK. So a little far away. Um, we have an international. Thought oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'll, I'll be there. Um, we'll have to take our private jet. <laughs> uh, so I'll have my three independent shorts: uh, Immolation, Petrichor, and Remnants. All like uh, sort of sci-fi vignettes that I've worked on different artists with. Um, and I'll have I should have a couple things. I should have a, a preview for a graphic novel pitch I'm doing with a friend uh, called Solo Q, which is like a if you're familiar at all with esports, which is like competitive video gaming, mm-hmm. so it's like you take the this, this shonen sports manga style, so like really excited, uh, really impressionable, like kids doing things they love, and then 
instead of, instead of like sports, it's video games. Um, and then I should have a preview short for a Kickstarter for the next mini I'm working on with a friend. Well, I'll ask you then just about your word process because we're a writer. Sure, sure. Team. Okay, cool, yeah. So do you have, is it sort of a, a two rooms kind of thing where you sit and do the writing? Yeah. Send it to the artist or more of a collaborative? It, or... it depends. Like, I like I like, like truncating section things off. So depending on the work, so like for these minis, I have a pretty strong idea of what I'm looking for. And I'll tend to work with people who end up being friends. Yeah. Um, but I want... When I choose to work with them, I'm choosing to work with their catalog. I'm choosing to work with what they've done. So I'm I know there are going to be concessions and or like iterations of things that I never would have thought of and maybe aren't what I want, but they are what I want because I want to work with this person. Yeah. Um. So the scripting process typically I end up writing rewriting the script for them. Yeah. So if they want they don't want panels, I'll rewrite in like more Marvel style, like just like a single page of stuff. Or I'll, I'll write, like, just an outline. It, it depends on what they want to do. Right. Um, I'm always open to their response well, because I chose to work with them. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. There's things yeah. that you could never have Yeah, all, all of my all of my artists have, like, stupid pictures of me doing poses <laughs> to, like, try to explain what I'm trying to go for at a panel. Yeah. Um, I think the most successful thing as a writer I've learned is uh, my script is going to be read by, like, five people. It doesn't have to be good-looking. Yeah. It has to be correct. Yeah. It needs to be the best iteration of what I want to see possible because it's only going to go sideways from there. Right. Um, right. So it needs to be like a recipe. Right. Or like a technical document. Like I don't... One of the things I learned from some friends is I don't like describe things in my in my script. I don't describe what it will look like. I don't describe scenes. I have a secondary document mm. so they can refer to it instead of like, oh, where was that thing described? It's in this page and they break their flow. Yeah. I want them to go through the script and like see it as they go yeah. and start building out the, the, the thumbnails from, from read one. Excellent. Yeah, so right. I, I try to do a lot of extra like a little bits of labor to make sure it's easiest for them to see the comic visually done in their head the first time they read the script. Yeah. Do you see them in your head the first time you read my script? Well, he gives me, it's like stage directions. Oh, okay. Uh, the script, it's in, um, it's almost you know, like, who's speaking, you know, yeah, yeah. the caption, but then with the, uh, in the parens, like yeah. the, the setup. So, I think we usually on the page. Sometimes you'll give me comments like I yeah. did something that you weren't envisioning and yeah. we'll change it, but I think we're pretty on the Do you follow like TV scripting style a little bit or? Pretty, pretty. Oh, much. yeah, I super don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And for, for three or four panel strips, sure, sure. it just makes the most sense. Oh, yeah, but yeah. But if you do it with more of a graphic novel... Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going for like yeah. between five and seven panels a page. Right. That's my so sweet spot. Need, it's it's got to yeah. be, I think you have to give the artist a little more yeah. you know, leeway. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. don't have a whole lot of... Sure, yeah, no, I'm going for more of like a... Most of my comics are printed at seven and a half by five and a half, yeah. which is like a manga digest size. Yeah. Right, well, Zachary, thank you so much. Absolutely, it's a pleasure. Yeah, no, great. Was great. Absolutely, great. yeah. Great nice meeting you. Good luck with yeah. the rest of the day. Absolutely, yeah. Tomorrow I fly to uh, Toronto to help with TCAF for two weeks. Oh, excellent. <laughs> so I'm going to be booed. All right. All right. Yeah, enjoy the rest of the show. Hope you find some great people to talk thank to. Thank you. All right, we yeah. will be right back. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're here with one of our uh, special guests today, uh, Anson Richmond. Anson, where are you from? I'm from Wellesley, Massachusetts. Oh, Wellesley, Turvey's beautiful out there. 
And what brought you here to the Boston Kids Comics Fest today? I really like comics of all kinds. I like graphic novels, I like comic books, and I like comic strips. And I just really like comics. All right, we're going to so. have to go through some of those. What, yeah. what, what, what are your favorite comic books, first of all? As I was a big comic, comic book fan in my youth. I so. actually don't read that many comic books. But my favorite comic book is Lumberjanes. Oh, I've seen that. It looks like a it's real... excellent. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of funny and it has yes, a lot of action funny. in it. Yeah, it's very funny. And what about? Not... Um, yeah. What about comic strips? Comic strips. My favorite comic strip is Foxtrot. Oh, nice. we love wow. Foxtrot, and he's been around a long time. Oh yeah. Um, Maybe I... too long. <laughs> well, he doesn't do he doesn't do new, that many new ones anymore. Oh, no. Sundays. Yeah. yeah. But he, I, I can remember when Foxtrot started. You probably do too. I, you I read the first book. I think. Yeah, I remember that. going out and buying it because, it, and actually, the strip that we do is, if, if I had to pick a strip, it's most similar to. It's probably Foxtrot. It's about a family. Although ours are dogs, but other than that, it's very, very similar. I uh, mean, talking animals, humans. In comic strips, it's not that different. No, you're absolutely right. That was our attitude, exactly. And, and it's fun to draw. Animals. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you do any drawing, or are you more of a fan? I'm more of a fan, but I do a little bit of art of various kinds. Uh-huh, what kind? Mostly doodling, but mm. I take an art class. Where? In Needham. Art in Needham. Yeah. No, that's the a... name of the place. It's great. Oh, well, that's an easy It's easy to remember. All you got to do is remember what it is and where it is, and you got the name. Yep. Um, now, as you've been walking around this room that we're in today, were there any particular uh, exhibitors or artists that, that piqued your interest? Uh, yeah, there were. Which ones would you say? I like, think something the... jumped out at you, something you liked that you didn't know before, something that, that like you know, came across. I think probably the person, I forget what his name was, who was drawing the spaceships. Oh, yeah? The spaceships um... were incredible. All right, we're gonna come. We're gonna have to take a walk okay. around and find. Yeah, him. we'll do that. We'll do. We'll do a uh, walk around. You have. Uh, any... uh, he was Gerald I. Oh, oh, excellent! Yeah, they got a terrific collection of um, illustrators and cartoonists here today. It's quite a you know collection of people. Definitely, oh. and obviously comic sellers. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they want to make a few bucks too while they're here. Definitely, so, yeah, and they all... do. <laughs> yeah, they do. I think they, I think you're absolutely right. So, with, is it, uh, are you having fun here? Did you have any pleasant surprise? Yeah. You're here with your brother, right? Yep, I'm here with my brother, brother and my mom, who's right. on the panel. One of the panels. Which panel was your mom on? Did you, did you the, pay attention? Um, which comic should I read panel, I think. Oh, right. So, they had an entire panel just on which comics you should read. <laughs> Not anyone else, just you. Nope. Right? Oh, it's for no, other people No, too? it was everybody. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. That, that makes more sense. <laughs> Definitely. Do you have anything else you want to say to the listeners out there? We have, I must be like five, six million people who listen to our podcast. It's great to be here, and that's kind of it. I don't have anything else Very to say. happy to meet you and have you here. Very Check happy to meet you and have myself here. All right. <laughs> Thank Excellent. you. Thanks for being a guest. No problem. Thank All you. All right. We'll be right back with more from the Boston Kids Comic Fest. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of... Uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Okay, we're back at the Boston Kids Comic Fest, uh, and uh, we just have had a, uh, a, a litany of guests coming through here. It's more than we know what to do with, and we wanted to talk now uh, to our friend Jersey, who just sat down, as he wanted to talk a little bit about sort of what he's doing here and, and what he enjoys. Well, why don't you tell him? You can okay. just dive right in. Hi, um, Jersey. I'm basically volunteering here, but I just want to show, well, tell everyone like a very cool um, art method that, um, that you can kind of teach yourself how to draw. It's very cool. Um, basically, it's called the grid method, and you um, basically you can measure boxes and just draw basically a grid over the picture that you want to copy, and then draw your own grid, and then just copy the picture piece by piece, almost like a puzzle. Right. I, so whatever's in the top left, let's say it's a picture of the sun, as you have here, on yes. the other clean piece of paper, you draw that in the top left box. Yes, exactly. And you, yep, piece by piece, just like a puzzle. That reminds me of when I was a kid, I had a book called um, How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way. I don't know if you remember this. Um, and yes, it was yes. very similar. Where it would show for, in, in that case, I think it would be, a, you know, um, the Hulk start with circles. And they would have you draw a certain circle. Yeah. And in some cases, it was very much like this, mm-hmm. where you would draw the quadrants. And if it, that meant, even for people like me, with very, very little drawing ability, could actually come up with something that you yes. know, mom could put on the refrigerator or that you could hang on the wall. And before we started actually interviewing Jersey in the podcast, he and I were talking and we were saying how you can also use this technique to take a small drawing on a piece of paper and turn it into a much larger piece. Like if you're doing a mural on a large wall and you wanted the spacing to be correct, you could draw your guidelines on the wall and do the boxes one by one and I, at the end of the day you I've, have a big picture. I've often wondered about that as somebody without an art background when you see you know something that takes up a wall or the side of a building you know how do they go about you know and I think that you're probably right it's it's a you know a uh, a little bit at a time mapped out from you know a much smaller drawing yeah I remember yeah. Dave and I go back a long way I remember uh, one of our uh, college dorm uh, common rooms wound up with a uh, life-size Bloom County Drawing Not on. just Bloom County, yes. but a bunch of cartoons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they made us paint over them at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, so I was I, irate when they made us paint it over. <laughs> Very upsetting. Spent hours on that. But uh, yes, that must have started smaller and right, right. Then you worked your way up. <laughs> so what materials are you using to do the original? Well, basically uh, a ruler, a pencil, um, and you'll have like a picture that, you know, is... is Something that you want to draw, something that someone's passionate about, is a great way to start uh, learning how to draw. And then you can just measure off um, inch by inch and just draw little boxes over the picture. And then have another picture with, um, you use the same thing, a ruler, a pencil, measure off inch by inch boxes, and then just um, copy it with a puzzle. Uh, like Just like a puzzle, yes. Um, and if you mess up, you have the eraser as well. Now something, and this is something maybe people don't think about, even with the ruler though, you got to make sure that all the horizontal lines are even, all the vertical lines are even. So when you move the ruler, you got to make sure you're, you're keeping it uniform. So do you do something to make sure that works? Yes, um, <clears throat> that is a very good question. Yes, you can kind of just lay the ruler out and measure the top, um, say, so mark at one inch, mark at two inch, mark at three inch, all the way down for the picture. Then bring the same ruler to the bottom, mark one inch, two inch, three inch, and just so it's all lined up, then you'll go to the um, each vertical, uh, one inch, two inch, three inch, and then just connect all the um, all the lines that way too, so the lines are straight. So you're, do, you're basically doing your dots on the edges that then you're going to connect with lines. Yes, yes. Yeah. So it so it lines up. Yes, and even still, even if the lines are a little not even, or if they're a little crooked or not perfect, 
don't worry about it. You can still just do it, and you'll get a feel for how the drawing process works. So it's, sometimes it's not about being perfect, especially at the first time, or really ever. It's just about um, just getting a feel for the depth, like how it feels for a, a mountain to be in front of a tree. And, it, and this, this grid method really gives you that. Excellent. Now, um, because we're at a comic convention, other than technique itself, I've uh, been asking everybody, who are some different cartoonists or comic book artists or strips that people like to read? Do you have any particulars that you uh, like? I really, like, um, I like watch like, I just like looking at a lot of the pictures, like, I really like the Hulk, and just, because I can just see all the muscles and stuff like that, um, and just, you know, Spider-Man has, like, a different kind of flow to him, he's very, um, like, slender and stuff like that, and, and each comic book artist, I mean, I don't really know all their names, but, you know, you'll have the Incredible Hulk in, like, six different artists will draw it, so it's a little bit different. So then uh, one person made, like, one drawing of the Hulk and not like the other. Um, Are you a fan of the Marvel movies? I, I watched some of them. I haven't watched too many movies. Um, Dave, no Infinity War spoilers. <laughs> he saw it last night. I've seen it tomorrow. Right when the movies <laughs> came, he just <laughs> comes yeah, charging in. Not, no spoilers allowed. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we're doing a little bit of uh, of remote sound, as they say, Dave. We're walking around the Boston Kids Commons Fest, and right now we are at the Young Artist Table, where we have some actual young artists who are drawing and even selling some of their work here. Uh, and we have a very special guest who's going to talk to us about it. You are? Lisa Halley, otherwise known as Peter's Face Girl today. I'm all dressed up in suited costume because she rocks the universe. Yes, we're definitely going to get a picture of that to post with the podcast because you have to see it, see it to believe it. Okay. How has it gone so far? This has been the most exciting day. It's so inspiring. I'm like right at the entrance to the festival of the exhibit hall, and I have just seen a stream of this all day long. I've been here since 8.30 in the morning. When doors opened at 10, there's just been like person after person. All, it's just so exciting. I know people came from Vermont. They came from Western Mass. They came from, I teach at the men's school. came out from Concord to the very area. For a first event like this, you never know what you're going to get, the I fact know. that it's been so successful. Would you girls mind telling us a little bit about the art that you're working on? Uh, what's your name? Millie. And Millie, what were you just growing up? Um, I'm making like mini comic books. That's awesome. Tell us about them. Are they stories? Um, well, they're sort of like, they're like, they sort of are stories, and they're like, Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's a, that sounds great. Because there's drawing, there's stories, and there's also just fun drawings, right? And how about you? What have you been drawing? Um, I've been drawing the little Do you two work together or separately? Um, sometimes Yes, that's a good way to do it. What's your name, by the way? Yeah. Are you having fun here today? Yes. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Yeah. That's terrific. I'm so glad to hear it. Well, have a lot of fun. We're so happy to talk to you guys. 
Now we're here with Mark Parisi, and Martin Pan. And how are things going here today? So all of my stories are about obscure black history. So I have four books out. The first, the first one was Strange Fruit Volume One. Had nine stories of obscure black history. The second one was Tales of the Talented Ten Volume One, which is a story of Bass Reed, who was the most successful U.S. martial artist in history. The third one was the story Tales of the Talented Ten Volume Two, which is a story of Leslie Stringfield, who was a black woman who crisscrossed the United States on a motorcycle eight times in the 1930s and 40s. My latest book is Strange Fruit Volume Two, Black Celebrating Narratives from Black History. It has eight stories of obscure black history. So how much you, you just spend a lot of time just doing the research involved? Yeah, I think a lot of it is research, and I think the way, the way it typically works is you spend a lot of time researching. Somebody will tell me a story, um, and then I'll write it down, and I'll go look it, look it up, and I'll find as much information about that story as I can, so I can just tell people. Like this, I just found this really cool story about the slave, Jordan Anderson, who wrote this letter to me. You know, I go through this whole process of like getting as much information as I can, so I can figure out how to develop the story from there, and how to develop the stories from there. That's, that's a, it's a terrific idea. So for something like this, where they're looking for an educational component as well as a PR, it's a terrific idea. I know you like to ask the technical question. I'm a cartoonist, so I ask the technical question. What materials do you use to make your work? So I'm mostly 100% digital, so I use an iPad with Clip Studio Paint, um, Procreate for my thumbnails and some of those finished pieces. And then I have a, a 27 QHD Cintiq on them at home. And I work on I work in Photoshop and Design and Illustrator and close to you. Well, thank you for taking the minutes to talk to me. Very well. Hi, thank you all for coming. I'm, I'm uh, Jonathan Todd, one of the co-founders of the Boston Kids Comics Fest. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Um, and, and, and congratulations for our costume contest winners. Thank you for dressing up. You guys look great. Um, we have about one more hour of the festival left. And um, before we go, I just wanted to thank some special folks. I want to give a special thank you to uh, the leadership team of uh, Mina Jane of the Mid uh, Midfield Library. And, yeah. And, uh, and Tony Davis of the Moon Year Picnic, one of the also co-founders, she's in the air at his table. <laughs> I'd like to thank just the generous sponsors we've had. I'd like to thank the Bethel Annie Church for letting us have the uh, first uh, Boston Kids Comic Fest here. I'd like to thank all of the volunteers. You guys are amazing. You made this happen for us. I'd like to thank all the exhibitors. Thank you for just providing this really kid-friendly content. Um, and um, we'd like a special thank you to the podcasters, Pet Peeves. They do a, a web strip. They help get the word out. And of course, thank you all the attendees. Thank you so much for coming. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left.
listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.